Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers? And welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name's Andrew Bascom. We are a sports gambling podcast where we lose as many bets as possible in about 20-ish minutes. And for 126 episodes, we've helped you lose money on everything. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the British Open. Yes, it's a golf major. It is time to lose money. Even though, ooh, on the US Open, we made money. On the Masters, we made money. The PGA Championship, I don't want to talk about it. Let's see if we can also lose money on the British Open as well. And of course, a recap and record check at the end of the show. One topic this week, our favorite bets for the British Open with our guy, our golf guy, Charlie Chalk. Let's go on to the bets. Losing money on the British Open. First up to lose money on the British Open, we have our golf guy, Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk, how you doing? Andrew, I'm just just happy to hear you. Happy oh. to hear your voice. Yeah. This is my favorite golf tournament of the year. Really? And you say, why? Yeah. People hate it. And I go, well, first of all, yeah. us betters like to get up early in the morning and they get do. the yep. best odds. Well, it just so happens that the Open starts before 6 o'clock in the morning on TV. Yeah. So yeah. why not watch live golf, watch the major, and what better place than St. Andrews? So oh, I know. Looking yeah. forward to it. There's um, history, history, and um, I just think it's going to be a great tournament, and it, it becomes more and more popular. And uh, I, um, I'm just um, waiting for Thursday morning. Well, it's an incredible thing, too, because the, you know, the Open being at St. Andrews for its 150th time, you know, 150th tournament, That's excuse right. me, it's yes. the anniversary. You know, yes. golf has an amazing way of writing narratives sometimes. At the 50th Augusta National, at the 50th of the Masters, Jack Nicholas in 1986 wins, you know, in, in a probable fashion as, a, as an older man. In the 100th tournament of the U.S. Open, Tiger Woods at Pebble Beach destroys everyone by 15 strokes. And now the 150th. Golf is a way of writing narratives. I wonder what kind of narrative it's going to write for this one. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's interesting you say that because I just find the 150th, of which it never became popular until Arnold Palmer came over, and that would have been mm. in the 60s. Yep. So that's only 60 years ago. So this tournament ran 90 years as one of the best tournaments that no one knew about. Right. So yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, this enough. has become a masterpiece, and the Americans love it. And the, they come now. The Scottish Open becomes a very important part of yeah. their tune-up to play in the Open. So it really, uh, if you ask most, a lot of golfers, I bet you half of them will say, "No, the Open's now my favorite favorite tournament, not the Masters." And then yep. you know, then you get the Americans to say, "No, no." But it, this is a really, really special tournament, and again, no better place than St Andrews. Oh, I know. So Absolutely. you've got the guess, the best of the best out here. Oh, no, absolutely. And that's what's going to make it so good. And also, you know, we have the ramped up narratives now and the, and the, the drama of the live tournament as well. And those players coming over and, you know, uh, St. Andrews being frosty to Greg Norman and not inviting him to the champions dinner and all this kind of things. I, I it's almost it's just so great that there's so much more drama. And even though I could care less about that tournament and uh, the people that joined it, I think it adds to layers of. So, like, I'm just going to get to my first pick here as we keep talking because it only adds to the drama a little bit to say that if what if one of the PGA's biggest proponents wins this week? What if Rory McIlroy, who has more baggage and story around this tournament and this course than maybe anybody who has also been a huge proponent against decrying against anyone 
from the live tournament comes over and wins. And so I am going to be putting some money down on Roy McIlroy at plus 1,000. I know this is so steep. This is such a chalk pick for me, but you know, it's only because I'm around you do I feel comfortable. He's been on a tear for the last few months, right? Seven consecutive top 20 finishes. And like, let's not forget, he won four major titles by the age of 25 and then goes like, oh, for the next eight years, right? And I just think it's one of those ones where at, at this tournament, at this tournament, at this course, excuse me, he finished second, fourth, fifth, first in consecutive open starts. Right before that, he missed 2015 because of a soccer injury. Do you remember that? Remember missing because of a soccer injury? That's right. Yes. I, I, so I, just, I just think I love the idea of him coming out and decrying everything live and, you know, being an Irish guy he is. I just think there's something to him winning the British Open. Uh, plus 1,000 feels like the chalkiest pick I can go, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, it is the chalkiest pick. But you know what? You might not be wrong at all. Yeah. He grew up on these courses. He knows how to play them. Um, I'll let you pick the chalk, but I'm, oh, um, thank you. I'm, I'm not going to be far behind you. Um, okay. I'm going to take um, as my chalky pick, uh, Jordan Spieth. I, I okay. think that um, he's been a winner. He's won the yeah. Open. Um, back in 15, he lied. He he should have been in the playoff and uh, one yeah. stroke back. And that was that was seven years ago. I'm yep. not sure he's not a better player today or more experienced on the links. And um, he had a, he had a good um, Scottish open and he's been yep. playing well. And uh, he's just a smart guy playing the course. And um, I, he is my pick to win the tournament. And, and I, yeah. I'm getting a little more out of him than you might get out of Rory. Well, yeah, you're looking at Jordan Spieth at plus 1600 right now. And honestly, I probably will be putting a little bit on him too. I have him written down. Just, and it's so funny to be talking about Rory and Jordan Spieth just because there is something so very similar about these two golfers where they can be so brilliant and do so incredible things. And then some hole happens where you're like, what the hell was that? Like, you know, I think about that Rory McIlroy coming back and I think this was only a couple of years ago and he first he hits the first ball OB and you're like, oh, for God, holy yeah. crap. You can just feel the pressure on his shoulders. And Jordan Spieth does the same thing where like, he will, he will hold something off the green. And then the next one, it's like, he cannot putt to save his life. So I, I, I but they're so brilliant. And so Jordan Spieth at plus 1600, I will also be sprinkling a little bit on that one, but that is going to be your chalk pick. Well, there's not going to be a lot of room here if you're taking all the top guys. In the okay. World. So all right. Maybe okay. I'll go, I'll go down the list a little bit. Okay. Please and, do. Uh, and, 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 you know, chalk, no, but uh, mm-hmm. You know, I haven't bet a lot on a guy named Max Homa, but oh, Max he is Homa. now 5,500. He played very well again in the Scottish. He doesn't have a lot of experience. And um, I, I, he might not win, but he's going to be there. He, I assume it would be a top five. Um, it's a, it's a, a, a work in progress in a way. He's got the game to do it. He's just got to learn to play this. Keep yep. cool. And um, I think Max Homa might do very well. Uh, I mm. think that it, it would be one of my top picks. Max Homa, a social media star. He, he's, he, everyone loves him online because he keeps going out and just like, he, what people will do is send him their strokes and then he'll comment on them publicly. Yes, like, yes, oh, that's yes. garbage or that's great. Or, you know, you're pretty good or whatever. So people love him at 5,500. I love that. That's pretty good. And you could probably get some good stuff at top 10 as well uh, for Max Homa. So, but you know, you're not betting on him top 10. You're betting on him to win. Uh, that's right. I'm going yes. <laughs> to be taking Shane Lowry plus 2,500. Uh, now, good bet. If, good bet. Oh, you like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No reason. He's a good. He's a good player on any course, but I think uh, past champion and um, yes, that's that's a nice bet. So well, I think he owes me one too because he was my favorite player oh. entering the U.S. Open Ooh. and he missed the cut. <laughs> so, Ooh. And with some, by the way, truly terrible putting. But this is a, a thing I want to bring up: the putting at St. Andrews 
will not matter as much because getting onto the green is not as hard. Because if you are in and around the green, the rough is not as crazy. Yes, if you're hitting the ball, you know, crooked left and crooked right, you're going to be the fescue and it's going to be awful and things like that. But getting onto the green, because they've never been able to add distance on the course because it's so old and so constricted, the putting might not be the thing that hamstrings somebody. And I'm bringing that up for my next pick, but I'm just going to get to Shane Lowry first at plus 2,500. Uh, you missed the cut by stroke, terrible putting. So maybe he owes us one, maybe he owes himself one. But this probably isn't the right week to jump ship on the former Open champion because he has been playing some of the best golf of his life this year. And I feel like at 2,500, we're kind of getting a good, good amount of money on that one. So 2,500 for Shane Lowry. Um, I'm, I'm not against that one again. And, and yeah. we're, we remember who the past champion was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We're not talking about him. I know. Why is that? Why is that? Morikawa is one heck of a golfer. He's yeah. plus 3,000. Yeah, it's a good and point. And he missed the cut last year in mm-hmm. the Scottish as he did in this. Yeah. And oh, wow. So I don't know. I guess everyone's ignoring him. I, I, I don't mean to to get away from the guys like Fitzpatrick. There's some great, great, oh, yeah. great picks here. But we got to get a little off the board. We got to get away from these guys, this chalk people. Who are they anyways? So <laughs> we, um, we, you know, either we go and say, okay, who's going to be the top Canadian? Well, it might be mm. Connors. It might yeah. not be. Who's yeah. going to miss the cut? They don't okay. even put Phil... Mickelson uh, in there because he will couldn't even do cut, it, which looks good <laughs> on him too. So I'm going to go a little deeper and maybe Padraig Harrington. Now he's plus 16,000. He's played, as he said, six tournaments in five weeks. And how is that possible? But they're including the McManus in here. He's a, he won the U S senior open. His game's good. He was played reasonably well in the Scottish open. There's no one who's more experienced than this guy. I, I he won't win. Win, but I do like him in a, as a top 10 pick. Um, uh, you know, there's nothing this guy's done yeah. wrong. So what the heck? Go ahead, you 50-year-olds. Beat it around <laughs> and uh, enjoy the game. And let's hope he comes in in the top 10. Well, there we go. Okay, I got one more pick uh, for win. And then I'm going to get into some other stuff too. But I, you know, you talked about Colin Maricola. I'm going to be doing his contemporary, Victor Hovland, at plus 4,000. Now, let's get the bad stuff out of the way first. He hasn't finished inside of the top 20 in a stroke play event since March. That's not good. Uh, but you look at the season-long numbers, 21st in strokes gained off the tee, 10th in strokes gained in approach, 28th in strokes gained putting, which sounds like a recipe for like, hey, that's, that's pretty good. He's going to be a pretty good one. Until you remember, he's 204th ranking dead last on chipping and around the green. He's like, he's like a good old Charlie Chalk when it comes to uh, chipping. So <laughs> I just, I don't understand how somebody that is so good at golf could be so poor in one specific aspect of his game, right? It's just, yeah. it's just, I also don't believe, like I said, up top with Shane Lowry, I don't believe it's going to hurt him as much this week. You know what I mean? Yes, if you really hook something, yeah, you're in trouble. But if you're in and around, there's a lot of rolling greens. And so I believe that this can be, you know, minimized to a certain aspect at plus 4,000. So I just, I'm, it's an intriguing play at plus 4,000. And that's going to be one of my longer shots that I'm going to be taking to win. That's, it's, you know what? That is a good pick because. Hovland, he can putt. He mm-hmm. just can't oh, yeah. chip. No. And you can putt from 20 yards off the green. And I think that rings a bell. Somehow <laughs> that's a very comfortable zone for me to be in. But yeah, he I can do so. that because it's all, it's, it's just hard ground. And they can, as long as uh, he can, de- I think it's a good pick. I do. Um, he's got a great, great iron game. And um, we'll see if that works. But I, mm-hmm. gosh, I, I, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. 
You can't. No, you, you don't. Can't no, take you can't him. Do it. No, sorry. <laughs> okay. No. All right. No, no. Sounds no, good. No. So, do you got anything else we can lose money on? Well, I, we can lose some more money, but unfortunately, we can't. Why, why don't we throw the guy out that's probably the greatest golfer of all time? Wow. And uh, you know what? He will make the cut. He, he walking's wow. not an issue. No, and again, good. God, he's a brilliant player, mm-hmm. and he 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 loves St Andrews, and um, yeah, he does. So I, I would like to think that he definitely would be a top 20 pick. Um, We're obviously um, talking about Tiger Woods. Just yes, if anyone hasn't picked up on this part. Yeah. <laughs> that, but we could assume that. Yeah. So, yes, I mean, yes. he'll be fun to watch. He's got the game. He the They say it's going to be windy. The, it's never yeah. been dry. It hasn't been as dry as in the last 20 years. We say the, the rollouts are going to be huge. And he's got... He's still got every shot in the book and um, yeah. he'd be an interesting guy to watch. And I'm going to have to put money on him just to keep the interest up that uh, we'll be pulling for Tiger quietly on the side. Well, there you go. A Tiger pick for Charlie Shock. Yeah. <laughs> the sunrise in the morning. Okay. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, okay. My last pick that I'm going to be making is a first round leader pick. I'm going to be taking Tommy Fleetwood at plus 4,500 for first round leader um, at the Scottish open finished fourth. That's great. You know, feels like he's turning the corner from like solid, Consistent results to title contention once again. Finished third in uh, strokes gained to T to green in the final round and second in strokes gained, which I often believe could be predictive metrics in the following week because that's that's the last round of golf he played and it was last weekend, you know, not very far from where St. Andrews is going. So Tommy Fleetwood, 4,500, feels like kind of a nice odds for that one. And also just, you know, maybe you can uh, pad your pockets a little bit for some uh, for some group bets later in the week. Well, well, well. Okay, yeah, so that's yeah. that's the story. It's funny yeah. we have not brought up the guy who has won the last three golf <laughs> tournaments. He's I know. In. I was wondering if you were going to talk about Xander Shoffley. There you go, another guy. Yeah, yeah. I know. I wondered. I wondered if you were going to take because you've taken Xander in the past. I have too. Um, and it feels like I, honest to God, it, it's like one of these things like buying stocks or something like that, where you're like, you don't want to be the guy that's too late in on the thing. You want to buy it before you know, it became profitable. And for Xander Shoffley, I feel like, and for some of these picks, I feel like I was always trying to be like, okay, it's this week, it's this week, it's this week. And then all of a sudden it hit and I didn't have him. Oh man. So I didn't know if I was going to buy in late. Why, why, why aren't you taking him this week? Then the well, not good enough. Uh, you know what? It's interesting. And I haven't really had a chance to talk to you because you've got some, so many important guests to talk to every week, but <laughs> I quietly took Xander last week. Oh, plus 1800. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, he was, he wasn't chalk chalk, but 1800, yeah. still 1800. And you put a few bucks on it. You can win some money. And that's why I'm able to play in the open this week. Cause I won last week. <laughs> so anyways, um, I, I just, uh, you know what? I just, all I can do is say, I, I think I've, I'm not going to waste my money on him, yeah. um, but he certainly is the hottest golfer right now. So oh, and yeah. then our number one player in the world, we're not talking about. We're not talking so about Scotty Scheffler as well. a golf tournament this is. Yeah. And yeah. we're not talking about those kind of players. So I know. There you go. <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible we're not even talking about that one. And the yeah. guy I thought you were going to talk about, and he is like my big avoid this week with red marks all over it, is Justin Thomas at plus 1600. Well, who there you, you usually, go. You like JT a lot. A hundred percent, yes. I have a theory right now that's going on. So just a, just a few weeks ago, he withdrew prior to the Travelers with a back injury. And while that might have seemed like precautious or something like that, he, he, he posted on social media about podcast recommendations. So it made it seem like he wasn't going to be too active in the aftermath. And he returned to last week's Scottish Open and posted a 73-77, featured a double bogey and 13 bogeys and 36 holes, leaving him well off the cut line and leaving us wondering if that back injury was still an issue. Then there's this, what he said prior to the opening round. 
For as much as I love Lynx Golf and the Open Championship, I have not played well in my career. And he's right. He's resulted in a 53rd, miscut, miscut, 11th, 40th, going back to 2016. So as much as it pains me to fade a player who's capable of playing his best golf like on any given week, that number is just simply too short for you know, all the things working against him right now. I, I think he just wanted to miss the cut so he could go play golf with Tiger. I don't know, um, you know, and, and hit it around with him for a bit. But yeah, you know, right? Can't blame it, him. It, 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 uh, there's a certain temperament to play um, any links golf, and I'm not sure he has that. He's a great player, but he yeah. won't like it when the ball bounces left when it should be bouncing right. Mm, and, it, yeah. and he just goes nuts over it. So I'm going to leave him alone, but I will quietly cheer for him too. Well, there we go. So there are all the ways that we are going to be losing money on the British Open. Uh, Charlie Chalk, thank you so much for coming on as always. And we hope you have fun losing money. Get up early, enjoy the game, and we hope to talk to you soon, Andrew. Recap. Okay, we threw out a lot of bets there, so let's recap them here. I took Rory McIlroy plus 1,000, Jordan Spieth plus 1,600, Shane Lowry plus 2,500, Victor Hovland plus 4,000, and Tommy Fleetwood for the first round leader at plus 4,500. Charlie Chalk took Jordan Spieth as well, plus 1,600, so guaranteed he's not going to win. Max Homa at plus 5,500, and Padraig Harrington at plus 16,000. Whoa, yeah. Record Jack. Okay, last week's episode only came out a couple of days ago. We wanted to get one out for the British Open, obviously. But we took one for the fight night. We took Rafael de Sanos. Uh, he lost. He got, his, he got his head knocked in. He was a plus 175. Didn't really matter. He lost in the Battle of the Raphaels. So we found out which is the best Hoffa in the UFC. And it's Fiziev, not Dasanyos. So too bad. But I did have the over four and a half rounds, which just barely came through because he knocked him out late in the fifth round. So that was a win at minus 155. I just, one, one thing that the UFC is just on a real stretch for is that as much as I love MMA, and I've loved MMA since I was a kid and watched Pride, you know, staying up late in high school to watch these things from Japan, I, why does MMA want me to hate it so much? Like, why does the UFC always show the worst people at their cards. And that's what my fear is that you love the sport, you know, you like the art, don't like the artist. It's just in the last UFC card, 276, the people they showed on camera were Chris Pratt. You're like, okay, complicated guy, popular, very popular, makes very popular movies, but I think is a lot of people don't like as much. Uh, then they showed Mel Gibson. <laughs> you're like, oh no. And then they showed Vince McMahon, who's in the middle of multiple sexual assault investigations. Why? Why do you do this to me? Why? Honestly, it feels like some kind of prank sometimes where you're like, oh, come on. Who are they going to show to next? And that's why I bring this up because Chase Sherman, the vanilla gorilla, ugh, um, had a big knockout win uh, at that same fight night that we're talking about with Dasanios. Goes, goes out and parties in Vegas, absolutely, as you would, and takes a picture. I can't begin to... <laughs> takes a picture, takes a selfie with OJ Simpson. Honest to God. You're killing me here. The OJ Simpson. And the caption of the photo is killers. Awesome. I hate MMA sometimes. I can't believe I keep gambling on it. Okay. The only other thing that we gambled on from this from last week that can be proven at this point is the Thor over under. And we won because we took the under 150 million. It made 143.5. Still a great weekend for it. It's going to make a ton of money all over the world. Uh, Good for it. But under 150, I think the tepid reviews came through. So losing money at the movies is one and one right now. There we go. Now let's go over to at losing money WAB. That's our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram, where we went two and four for a negative two units. Damn. Well, obviously it's only been a couple of days, so we're going to try and earn our way back here with all these picks on the British Open. That being said, I can't wait to lose money on the British Open and continue to lose money on our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram, at losing money WAB. 
Subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts. And please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WAB on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you decide to waste your time. We'll be back next week to lose money on baseball and MMA and so many other things. Have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!